Hello everyone, welcome to another talk, another live stream here. Okay, so this is one of our three tunes of the month that we're talking about. Um, we have Atras de Porta. I apologize about the, uh, how I'm pronouncing that, but um, today we're going to look at it in a different key. And um, I want to tie in some things to um, to a topic I really don't think I've talked a lot about, uh, which is hexatonics. So I'm going to um, discuss that a little bit as well. Um, but let's uh, get started here and we'll um, do a little playing to begin. And then we'll get into the main talk and we'll do some playing throughout, just take some breaks to play around a little bit. So um, think about this tune a little bit um, where um, I have some 
alternative changes that we uh, worked from on this one. Um, so we'll take a take a, just a, a visual on the um, on the lead sheet and kind of work at um, exploring some of that. It looks like I'm actually on the right page here already, so that's good news. All right, so like I said, we have some uh, different changes here um, in parts, um, which I've, I've marked in. I've left the originals um, there as well, and this will be um, friendly to um, podcast uh, listeners as well, so um, do what I can to describe everything that's uh, going on here. All right, so we have a have E minor. So here I'm playing uh, E minor nine. So when you listen to a recording, you might listen for you know the compatibility of uh, of, of your voicing. So you might say, so if um, another instrument is playing at kind of in the same range and they're playing a nine, when that sits against the third, there it can it can have a little bit of a of a, a clash with that. So so you can maybe drop that third down down lower or just you know maybe like this voicing okay there's an inversion of that E minor over D and then the C minor 7 flat 5 going to F sharp 7 now we can put the um, flat 9 in there as well okay F sharp minor 7 flat 5 to the B7. Again, same kind of shapes. Okay, and then going over to the E minor. Again, like I've been talking about a little bit here, um, you might just explore it, you know, try different voicings. So this would be like a minor 6 9, then 11. And see what works, see what doesn't work, um, or listen for that, and also think about you know your your taste and all that how that thing how everything rolls along there. So here in the uh, A section, we get kind of a similar sort of thing, but we start on the on the over D kind of shape. So we get an E minor triad over the D note. And this kind of ties in a little bit to to our topic. Um, so when we when we think about this particular context, we're thinking about um, an E minor triad played over a, a D note really. So it's just specifying what's in the in the bass, right? But we can um, we can start taking 
uh, groups of, of triads and coming up with six note type scales and even breaking up into triads. Um, so I, you may have heard me doing that a little bit, not, not really extensively, uh, when I played in, but, um, but that's, that's an, another kind of thing that you could try to work out. So you say, okay, if you're improvising on this, you might say, okay, maybe, um, G major. Okay. And then say, um, you have F sharp minor. So then you're working with these two pairs. Okay. So um, so that's kind of the concept we're we're thinking about as far as the improvisation goes. Everything kind of goes to as as it did before. Um, but here we go up to G major seven. So let's check out that sharp 11. So that's a really nice um, nice sound on it. And it's, it's pretty crucial in the, um, the tune and everything. And then we have G7, uh, or in the recording of the Alice Regina. All right, and then we have this one note moving down by half step. So let's explore maybe a couple things that we could we could think about there as far as improvisation. So, um, so how about an A major triad and a G major triad? So, um, so we have uh, two triads. This time, uh, we're separated by a whole step, right? So a minute ago, we did uh, a, a major triad and a minor triad separated by half step. This one's a little different. And, and you could try playing groups of three, but you could also do groups of four and just maybe play one of the one of the notes in the triad two times. So. Alright. Now that that scale or that um, pair of notes, um, that could that could work really for both. Um, both of those chords, right? And that's what another way to maybe perceive it is to think a little bit about how, um, what note might be missing from a, really a heptatonic scale or one of our, so really kind of another way of saying just a kind of one of our uh, major scales or, or whatever scale we're kind of working with. All right. And then we have the uh, F sharp seven sus. Now I think on this one I may have done a little bit on this with uh, um, doing more of this kind of shape. So these sort of stacked fourths, a whole step away. So. Uh, but there's a little bit of some of the differences that we've had between the other changes. So now I'm playing the changes in parentheses. So F sharp, seven, sus, 
F-sharp 7. All right, well, we worked through um, a section there. So, um, so why don't we um, take a moment to maybe um, do a little playing. Um, and what I'll do this time is uh, play a little bit, a little bit on the intro. How about I loop the intro? And you know when you're thinking about these um, uh, hexatonic scales, you know, we can really think about um, also having uh, using chords, you know, so arpeggios or or kind of chords. So let's slow it down a little bit. Um, talk a little bit about the um, intro section of the of the tune here. Try to explore some triads, kind of hexatonic scales, basically pairs of of um, of triads. Okay, so um, as we're playing through there, a couple things to um, 
maybe keep in mind. Uh, so there's some moments where I, pl I played uh, triads, but they're kind of sort of overlapping. So that's one of the things um, that contrasts a little bit with uh, what we're doing on the um, hexatonic scales. So let's take a minute to um, go over to that and just kind of think about how that's all kind of meant to meant to work. So we should have um, uh, six six notes that are that are distinct. So um, let's take a look at some some pairings and just kind of um, explore this uh, concept a little bit. Okay, so just in general, uh, thinking about um, D, let's say D paired with C, so. So you can basically take um, two triads, a whole step apart. So you can take a shape on guitar. This actually works out pretty well. Um, so you get the the C. Let's say play a C major triad, and then play the D. So just move up two two frets, um, and then you can of course play those notes um, in in sequence as well. So let's look at another one. So um, this is another one that we talked about, and I'm referencing the uh, Jerry Berganzi uh, book on hexatonics. So B minor. So this is similar to what we did a little bit earlier. B minor and C major. Okay, so it's a minor uh, half step away. Um, and then major over major, half step apart. I did that one a few, a few times, I think. Well, I definitely did the major one. But so on a chord like, uh, let's say the B7. That would be a good place to play um, major triads half step apart. So. Or... Uh, Okay, or you could play, you know, kind of weave back and forth. Um, so a lot of different things you kind of have with that. So that's the, that's the dominant seventh. So so in that case, I'm I'm taking a major triad half step apart. So let's come up with some other examples. So let's see on the uh, F sharp minor seven flat five. There's an opportunity to play. Um, Let's say a whole whole step major triad, whole step apart. So, so we have F sharp minor seven flat five. You could play um, C major and D major. Right. So there are a couple moments there. All right, so let's get back to um, to our changes. Um, let's see, we'll work through uh, through the section now. 
Um, so I think we talked, yeah, we talked about all that. All right, so um, B section here with B minor. So the the major triads tend to stick out pretty and be pretty kind of recognizable and clear. So there's a case where you might take uh, D major and E major over that B minor. So let's get that going here. So that fits pretty well. All right, and then we have the um, the F seven. Okay, so this one you might say, okay, so might have this kind of sound, and you can think of a, uh, let's say. Um, Now here's what here's what I don't know if they talked about yeah they talked about this a little bit um, pairing the let's see augmented yeah uh, pairing augmented with the uh, with the major triad so that would be a case where you might do might try that so I say that sounds kind of cool. Okay, so there we're thinking about this F9. And so maybe we want um, F major and then G augmented. Okay, so that sounds pretty cool. All right, so opportunities um, to work work on all that. So, so going through here, so the F, F9 has a relationship, you know, with that B7, so that's a tritone part, so you might say that's a tritone substitution there. Okay, G sharp minor 755. Or C sharp seven. We can change the core quality of that into two five there and going to G major. All right, and you can use this to um, create different effects. Um, you can use it to get outside as I was doing a little bit earlier. Um, so we might take, what if we took a G on G major? What if we took a, uh, a major? And uh, pair that up with, um, That with a, a B major, right? So that gets pretty, 
pretty edgy because you're having the um, the sharp five in the chord. Um, and that's that's an area of interest, I think, because um, you take something like a triad. I've talked a little bit about this before. You take something like a major triad that's, that's kind of recognizable to the ear, and then you just put it in a different sort of context and sort of um, get a little bit outside on it. All right, so we've got G major. C sharp, minor seven flat five, the F sharp seven. Okay. B six. And then E six nine over B. Two five to G sharp minor. And this is an interesting moment in this, in this tune. Uh, really important. Um, turn the tune to this. So we have the um, uh, the nine and the sharp eleven. So there's certain moments in, in here where the the um, there we go. The extensions are a little um, are fairly important. Um, well, they're always important, but um, but they're kind of featured in the in the um, the tune, you might say. Right, so we get this. Let's see what's involved with that. So we have a C sharp dominant seven. So that's like sort of the core part of the sound. And here we have augmented triad. So that's something that we might be able to work with. Okay, and then let's say C sharp. Okay, so that kind of works. Okay. Some pairs there. All right, so we've been, uh, let's, see, go, let's go a little bit further. Uh, so we've uh, D, six, nine. Sort of a bright moment there. And then we have the, the F sharp seven going back into things. All right, well, let's do a little play. I think I'm gonna play mainly on the, um, the whole of the form this time and see if we can experiment with some of these ideas um, and and maybe using them also as uh, uh, chord shapes and, and things like that um, it's a nice opportunity you know to really explore voicings as well and and improvised uh, um, playing on these uh, with chords Thank you. 
So, um, all right, let's continue going through and um, checking out everything. Um, so, so the second half here, um, pretty, pretty similar ways with B minor. Seven E minor, G sharp minor seven flat five, okay. and F sharp. So going over this, so this is a this is a good voicing for that. Notice the two notes that are heading down and two notes are staying the same. So this note and this note. And this note and this note. So we get that change there. Okay, and uh okay. there's another voicing. Gives us a, a sharp eleven on it. Kind of explore you know how each chord kind of moves one to the next all right so um probably wrap up here in a couple of minutes um, so, um, so there we have a little bit of a talk on, on, um, on sort of the chords, uh, for this tune and thinking about, um, six note scales. I think we're going to dive into that a little bit more, um, as we, uh, as we continue our, our talks, especially on the improv topics. Um, so for now, thinking about, um, you know, for the most part, a, a triad that sits, it's it's fairly safe to, to, to say a, a triad, two triads that sit um, either a half step or a whole step apart and then just try to keep them, uh, make sure there are no uh, notes that, that kind of uh, overlap. Um, but he's got some examples like um, F sharp and C. Okay, so that's that tritone kind of relationship there. Um, the same thing with minor. Okay, um, so that is another um, interval that you might try. So think about whole steps, half steps tritones and then um, attaching basically triad um, to to all of that all right so let's do maybe do a little more playing and um, take this up just a little bit um, 
and make sure everything is kind of good on it.
Alright everyone, well thanks so much for uh, watching this today and um, hope you enjoy uh, the talk and all that. And uh, let me know if you have any questions on anything. Oh, didn't quite realize I was on that uh, exact screen, uh, but that's okay. Um, so our takeaways, uh, thinking about um, triads and uh, basically like, like triad pairs and um, collectively give us um, a six note kind of scale to to work with there. All right, everybody, thanks again for checking this out, and I will see you all in the next one.